Saturday, 25th, 25th of January, 2020. You're listening to the BBL Nation You're listening podcast. to Benji. You're listening along to James, me, along with me, Benji. Dan's not here. Sad state of affairs. Dan has left us. Uh, not permanently. Not permanently, but on a on a. You on make a me lo- sad to hear. <laughs> on, a, on a loan basis. Um, but uh, however, uh, talking of leaving, this leaves us. Uh, Fittingly into our first and uh, the main subject of this video discussion. Uh, on Wednesday, uh, an article came out um, written by Mark Woods over at MVP247.com mm-hmm. and uh, he's also at Mark, I think he's at Mark Britball on yeah, Mark Twitter, Britball. Twitter and yeah, Instagram um, saying that the Royals have folded, uh, they will forfeit their spot in the BBL. Uh, the club has gone into, I think it's into liquidation. Yeah, they've been liquidated. The, uh, the, uh, the shareholders found that the operating costs were at a stage where they had to seize operations immediately. And um, obviously what we had heard over the past week, few weeks um, that was quite encouraging that was that the Royals were very optimistic that they were going to sign uh, sign a uh, some sort of deal with another company to... Uh, get short-term funds so they can get the business back on track. Um, apparently, they tried three different deals. None of them were able to go through. Go through, and as a result, the club has folded. Uh, obviously, this is terrible news um, for you know for a lot of people for fans of the BBL like ourselves. Um, it's horrible to see a team go down like that, especially a team that was you know performing so well. Uh, they had such a great first season, winning the BBL, uh, the BBL Cup. Or was it the BBL, tro- BBL Trophy, I think? Oh, yeah, and they got to... And they got to the finals final of the BBL the, playoffs. Playoff. Um, also, horrible news for yeah, all the players involved. Um, reports come out that they haven't been properly paid in two months. Uh, you know, there, there have been all these stories about uh, lawsuits from uh, people like mm. Matthew, Matthew Browner-Manning, uh, Ashley Hamilton, yeah, and then also uh, the coach, Junior Junior Williams, last no, year, who... Don't remember. Um, all three of them are... Yeah, have not been paid fully, and are taking legal action against the club. Um, I think it's also you know really really bad situation for everyone who worked with the Royals. You know, is now uh, their paychecks just suddenly disappeared, um, and for fans who have just been left without a team. Uh, yeah, so not just the worst worst news. We've you got to hate to see it. Yeah, um, I was very optimistic about the Royals actually. You know the. The statement from John Sawyer, who was the uh, Royals, who was the Royals, I think chairman. Yeah. Uh, seemed very optimistic that they would get a deal. Uh, obviously, whatever deal they had fell through, and the club is gone, like that. Um, yeah. Yeah. So as I said, players haven't been properly paid in two months. Apparently, uh, all the players have been now released from their contracts. Obviously, so. There will be they will be free agents and yeah, uh, available to Olin sign. All Jackman signed for all Jackman signed Essex for and Hearts. Essex and Hearts in an in, in the NBL. So, so uh, we'll be keeping a close eye on him. Which you know he was playing very well in the BBL this season. He was. Uh, I, I wouldn't be surprised to see him move quite quickly from Essex and Hearts. If I'm honest. Yeah. I think it's a temporary arrangement. Well, we'll, we'll have to wait and see. Um, yeah. So all the all the players have been uh, are free agents and are looking for new. Um, New teams to go to. Uh, obviously, as you said, Orland Jackman already moved on. Uh, also, there's also to note that the Royals' uh, record in the BBL Championship has been expunged. So all games that they have played have Ever? just been wiped Ever? Uh, this season. This season, right. 
So they had a one and three record. All of those those four games uh, will be right wiped from the record and um, just sort of pretended like they would never happen. Uh, the Royals did have a clash against scheduled against the Flyers in the quarterfinal of the BBL Trophy. The the Riders have uh, no the Riders the Flyers, the Flyers have been given a bye to the semi-final because obviously the Royals don't exist anymore. Uh, BBL has now gone back to eleven teams as it was before the expansion. Yeah. Yeah. So um, there's also a lot of money now due to the uh, the collapsing of the Royals. Uh, a lot of money that has not been. Sort of a lot of money wasted on this now, this expansion, and I think it might mean that uh, BBL is, and rightly so, a bit more hesitant about. Mm. Well, not it doesn't have you have to be hesitant, just a lot more careful about further expansion going forward. And it might might be a year or a year or a few years until something like that could occur again. Yeah. Um. So just getting into the reasons why this happened, uh, I did have a theory that was kind of proven correct in the special episode we did about the Royals. Yeah. Um, was that they tried to sort of try to do too much in their first season? Obviously, they wanted to be a force, a force for change. That was their hashtag, a force for change in the BBL. Um, and it seems as though they've, you know, spent too much money on trying to secure the best homegrown talent, uh, secure the best talent from elsewhere. Um, it's widely, kn- it was widely known uh, during their first season and the second season that they had one of the biggest uh, payrolls in the entire BBL yeah. by quite a wide margin. That was how um, they had to attract these players. Yeah, and there's also, going back to that podcast I listened to with John Sawyer on, he was talking a lot about youth development and grassroots basketball, and it seems as though, judging from what people have said, that are closer to the Royals um, team, the organisation, that it seems like that really hasn't uh, you know, manifested itself into anything noticeable as of yet. So it seems like the Royals have... You know, their plan was to get domestic success um, by getting the best homegrown talent, best talent from out where, and then Developing. using that sort of uh, launching pad mm. to then start building the roots. And as we've seen, it hasn't worked. Um, I think a lot of people are saying that, you know, you can't just build from the top downwards. You've got to start with the grassroots movement and then build that up. I think the core of it, there wasn't the money to, do, to provide for this. Yeah. Well, this is what people have been calling for in an NBL team or, you know, other established teams where you already have those roots in place and you can continue to build them uh, into a BBL franchise. And I think my prediction is that that's what we'll see going forward. Um, I don't think the BBL will try anything like this again for at least a few years. Um, But yeah, obviously very sad situation for everyone involved. Very sad situation for British basketball. Um... You know, all of our support is with the London City Royals fans mm. who have, uh, you know, just lost a team, especially after, you know, all of that, you know, uh, sort of fanfare about, you know, open dialogue with the fans that the Royals said they were going to do. And now the, uh, you know, the last open dialogue we sort of got was that the club's doing well, it's on the road back up, and now yeah, it's gone. So, you know, it's it's um very, very bad situation. Um but you know the BBL marches on with eleven teams, and yeah, uh, I think in the future there there maybe will be another team come back to London. Yeah, whether or not it is the Royals in any capacity, I don't know. Probably not, because I think it was apart from for a lot of the funding. I think there was you know, external investors yeah. who wouldn't be interested. But I think at the core of it, there were people who were quite interested in improving London basketball. Yeah, yeah. 
as a key, as a central tenant. But um, Manchester Giants obviously folded in t- 2001, came back, but they only came back 10 years later. Yeah, the Gi- Giants and obviously completely different. Giants actually the last team to um, fold during a season. Uh, obviously, we had the the Leeds Force fold a couple of years ago, but that was after the end review, of the season yeah. after the performance review. But um, obviously, a very odd situation to have a team fold during the season. Yeah, it really has to be quite bad to get to that stage, doesn't it? And clearly, it is. Um, I think another one of the other uh, sort of reasons for the Royals folding, which I've seen thrown around a lot, is the you know the poor attendance at a lot of the games. Um, the Crystal Palace ground, the ground, uh, the arena that they played at in Crystal Palace was uh, apparently very hard to sort of get to. It wasn't very accessible to the public. Yeah, and as a result, the Royals facilities had, weren't maybe top tier. Yeah, and the Royals had poor attendance. You know, you didn't get those gate receipts. Uh, you didn't quite get the exposure that you're looking for. And, and obviously, like, there's the there's the added cost of just having a team in London. Everything's yeah, true. and more expensive. Trying to get a new fan base, you mm. just grow it instantly is very hard. That's uh, that's not to say that there's no fan base in London. Obviously, there are plenty in uh, myriad fans who are devastated about the loss of the basketball team, but. That's life sometimes, you know. We go again. I hope to see another team in London soon. But I'm not sure how whether the BBL will want to expand into other areas after Might having seen the... Uh, I mean, you know, you've got NBL teams that are based around the London area mm-hmm. that could come in and, you know, be a... Do a job. <laughs> do, <laughs> but, uh, yeah, you know, there's all speculation at this point. We don't know what the BBL are going to do. Uh, but for the for the near future, we've got eleven teams. And that's how the rest of the season will play out, I assume. Yeah. Moving on to other matters, more uh, exciting and happy matters. Positive. The BBL Cup final is tomorrow. We will be there. Yeah. Uh, you'll 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 notice us. You'll notice how us. How will you know, how will they notice us, Benji? Oh, I think we might have some BBL Nation pin badges on. Yeah. How many? Uh, one each. Okay. Not gonna be like. No, no, no. Just, just, they're just one. Leverage, they're quite small as well. Yeah. It's Fair basically is we don't Fair expect enough. to get noticed, but if you if you do, you know, notice the badge, think, oh, those are the guys from the BBL Nation. They play for the badge, don't they? Come say hi, you know. We it'll be great to have a chat. Um We'll be there, we'll be there from uh from twelve watching uh WBBL Cup final, the Slam Dunk Contest. Mm-hmm. We only know one of the participants Flanagan <laughs> Slam Dunk Contest, uh, at the moment. You know, we, we talked about this on Monday. Um, still Poor. no promotion done. Poor promotion on that. So, yeah, nothing much you can really do there. And um, obviously there for the BBL Cup final in which we will be supporting our beloved Worcester Wolves, cheering them on to hopefully what is a glorious victory. Yeah. Um, so just as a sort of a preview, uh, we're going to just talk about the two teams how their sort of styles might clash and who we think is going to come out on top. Uh, James, uh, you got something on the uh, is it the wolves on your face what do you see from the wolves in this game um, I think they'll be pretty itching to win a trophy to be honest mm-hmm. obviously especially when got, after last season well the, the organisation after last season obviously but, yeah. but also the group of players they've I think they've they've bonded quite well mm-hmm. they've been playing well and I think it's their it's their time yeah so who would you say is sort of the main threat in this Wolves lineup from the Wolves? Yeah, I would. I would argue personally, mm-hmm. it would have to be Amir Williams. Yeah, I think because in the cup he's not played much. 
A bit of uh, an unknown. I mean, he has played in the championship. He's but... had. He's had. He's he's missed games. Yeah. But I think he's on any given night. He's the biggest threat from what I've seen so far. I would agree with that. Um, I was going to say yeah. So uh, for the Wolves, also uh, you know some other great players. Uh, Cortez Edwards. Yep. Obviously, very versatile player. You know, can can do it all. Really, he's he. I I tell you, sort of the the um, the glue in that whole. He's one of the best all round players in that Wolves lineup. You know, able to. I'd say able to get everyone involved and also score for himself. Um, yeah. Also got Jordan Williams, mm-hmm. uh, who's uh, very effective in that triangle offense. You know, just, uh, just sort of commanding the elbow position, taking taking the ball, giving handoffs, setting screens, uh, rolling to the basket. You know, he's very effective in that sort of uh, that's his that's his office. Mm. The elbow. Um, you know, obviously you've got great role players in that team. Um, I wouldn't say Kobe Joseph is a role player. So he's at least a little bit more he's than a that. Gunner. <laughs> he can he can he can catch on he, fire. He doesn't think he's a role player. That's for he's sure. A, I, I'd, say, I'd say he's the he's the um, one of the keys to victory for the Wolves. They can get Kobe Joseph going early, um, hitting threes, hitting those ridiculous shots from outside. Then, I think uh, you've always got a good chance. Um, anything else to say about the Wolves? Um, well, recently a report by um, Joel Osborne at BBL Sport Joe. BBL Sport Joe. That's Sorry, Jake, BBL uh, Sport Bristol Sport Joe. Oh, <laughs> yeah, big fan of Bristol Sport. Mm-hmm. Um, he reckons Cortez Edwards. Is the uh, is the one to watch? Is the one to watch. Um, I'm just reading this from the Bristol Flyers <laughs> website. Um, Capulis, according the, uh... to Capulis, um, Worcester are a well coached team and have to produce a solid performance on both ends of the court. I think that's fair. That's, that's, but that's, uh, but that's I, I would, fair. I would say, easily capable of that. Bristol. Yeah. Uh, let's talk a little bit about Bristol. Obviously, they've got, you know, trifecta of Thomases. Uh, that's sort of the I would yeah, say that's more the, than you'd ever need really I'd say that's the biggest threat in that Flyers that lineup. Gentry Fred Rafael Thomas Edwards um, Gentry Thomas has been this, I'd say the star player for this Flyers lineup in, in the cup he's leading them in points per game uh, assists and also rebounds which I thought was quite interesting uh, Banner you saw him play you were very impressed by him in the preseason so much that you I haven't seen him since to be fair so I mean I you did almost put your MVP I can't talk I did almost well I would have yeah, he's he's very he's very impressive though. Um, but on, before, before on the a, podcast, we'll be watching some of his highlights. On a night where he's not playing so well, Fred will. Yeah, Fred, Fred will. <laughs> you on first name terms? You and Fred. Fred. Fred Thomas, Gentry Thomas, 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 Thomas. Thomas. <laughs> um, yeah, Gentry Thomas. Uh, watching some of his highlights uh, again, almost similar to Quarterstone, was a very versatile player, uh, able to you know score for himself get get other members of the team going make good passes you know um, very good dribbling very good driving to the hoop and finishing in tough positions he can also whack out a dunk from time to time yep yeah. we've watched a lot of highlights of him recently yeah. Uh, so yeah obviously being high up in those categories um, very very um, all around player uh, very similar he's to definitely got the, the room for an explosive performance yeah which in a game which in a series of one game mm. can be quite Significant yeah, I think I think yeah, it's definitely going to depend on how the you know the big impact players from each team perform. Mm, I think so because down think, the, down the lineups they're both quite strong, yeah. consistent teams. I think on the also on the uh, Bristol side you got Fred Thomas, uh, who started every cup game for them so far. He's averaging sixteen points uh, with um, three point three assists and five point two rebounds. Obviously, um, takes that second option in that. 
Bristol team. You got uh, you got James Thomas, Fred Thomas. Those that's the main one-two punch of uh, sort of combo mm. guard forward. Uh, and then you've also got uh, Rafael Thomas Edwards, the big man. Yeah, averaging eight, averaging eight point four points and um, also seven point two rebounds. Uh, you got Danny Ndozi, obviously uh, averaging a fair a fair number of rebounds while also putting up some points. You know, this is a, this is a very strong flyer side. I'd say they were slightly underestimated coming into the Cup semi-final. Obviously, coming up against that yep. very very consistent Royals team, who I had earmarked to win the entire thing. Um, oh yeah, they that, they beat I think them. You messed up your yeah your be- predictions. They beat them fairly comfortably um, in the end, and obviously now they're here. Um, and I would say very capable of winning this one. It's important to remember mm-hmm. last matchup between these two teams, Bristol Flyers won. Mm-hmm. And that can make all the difference in, you know, obviously uh, it's all well and good trying to figure out who's the best team. But, you know, in a one-game series, the only thing that matters is who's the best team on the day. You know, and we do we do all this, we, we take a look at the teams, but in essence all that matters is who win, who you, you know, who comes out on top in the game. It's true. And it's something that I'll be very excited to watch. What else will we watch in um, Cup Final Day? The WBBL Cup Final. We will. We will. Have to say, <laughs> cards on the table. Don't really know much about the WBBL. Um, I don't watch it. You know, that's not a, that's not a dig or anything. I uh, firmly respect the WBBL. I just simply don't have time. I hardly have time enough for the BBL as it is. In fact, I think I've watched maybe one game in the past four weeks. James, when was the last time you watched a full BBL game? That, full, that, that the you whole way through? That you didn't go to. The whole way through? Yeah. Mm, I normally generally watch about, you know, 20 minutes in terms of sections. Yeah. Yeah. So, obviously, uh, we're very busy. But, you know, we are going to do our best to try and... You know, I'm, I'm very excited to actually to actually see a WBBR game. I've never never been to one, never seen one before. Um, who are you feeling? Who are you picking? Who am I picking? So, it's so it's Durham and Seven Oaks. Durham pa- uh, Pal- Palatinate? Palatinate? I'm not, I don't know I don't what know that means. That. It's not a, not a classic basketball. It's not, it's not a classic team name. Not, not and then, like then also a... the uh, the Seven Oaks Suns, which is a more conventional name. Um, purely for the fact that I pronounced the name, I'm going to go with the Seven Oaks Suns. That's who I'm going to be. I guess I'm going to go Durham. Also Seven Oaks. I've got to go because you've gone Seven Oaks. Yeah, I was going to go Seven Oaks, but that's a, that's an interesting place. Durham. I think also um, another thing about the WBBL is a lot less accessible than the BBL. Um, obviously the. BBL, all the games are streamed live on YouTube now. WBBL is a lot. Uh, it doesn't have that same sort of I mean, regularity with their streams. It's hard for WBL, WBL to gain following and coverage yeah. when BBL has so little, isn't it? Yeah. So, um, so just looking at some of the players for these for these WBBL teams. Obviously, it looks like uh, is that a full name? She got four names. Nicolette Fong Liu Q. Uh, she had 24 points in the semi-final for Durham, and uh, also Cat Carr for Seven Oaks scored 18 points in the semi-final to send them to the final. So those are the two players I'm watching out for: Cat Carr and can you can you score back up so I can see her name again? Nicolette. Nicolette. We'll just call her Nikki. Yeah, okay. yeah, yeah. Hey Nikki. Hey Nikki. <laughs> you know the dancing didn't really work on a podcast, James. Oh, you don't know that. What do you mean I don't know? I mean, they can't see me. Anyway, um, I'll be very excited to watch that game. And then also, uh, last thing we're going to talk about, the dunk contest. Is there anything to talk about? It's going to be a dunk contest. We have no idea who's going to be in it. We know that Flanagan's going to be in it. We can be in it. 
I'd, you know what I'd like to see? I'd like to see Jess Flanagan. Just to him. <laughs> and, it's, and it's not like... <laughs> it's not like... Good events. No, but I don't want it to be like an exhibition. I want him... I want him to be like dunking like he's up against someone. Yeah, yeah, for sure. But it's, it's, j- but it's just it's him. <laughs> I think also I think it's a, it's a bit of a slap in the face to whoever does you know compete in the dunk contest. The fact that they're traveling all the way to Birmingham from I know if they're if they're if they're a Glasgow player you know coming all the way to Birmingham that's a long way to not even be promoted in the run up to the slam dunk contest. It's just a bit. Well, it's it's. Oh, I think we should talk about odd. this. So, I mean, maybe. There's been little promotion about who's been it because they've been struggling to get people in. Yeah. If so, that's pretty disastrous. Mm-hmm. But it could happen. But um, what was I going to say? Is the BBL Cup day the right place to put the dunk contest? It seems fair enough, but then at the same time, I think it seems a bit early in the well, season. Well, this sorry, what I'm trying to lead on to is the All Stars Championship. Yeah. That is the red herring. Really. <laughs> that is that yeah. is the weirdest part of the of the BBL. The All Star Championship. I don't I don't understand it. Um. That was the one where <laughs> it happened, and we didn't know about it until it finished. And we were like, and then the Instagram post comes out. Oh, the the, the Lions have won this. We we're like, what is it? When was that? You ne- they never promoted it. Um, I think it was like October or something. It was like right at the start of the season, wasn't it? Yeah, right in the middle of the uh, BBL. But it's Cup. not an All Star game. No, um, I think that if you're going to do the All Star Championship, make it an All Star game. You make it. You you really Maybe. you make it, and then you put the dunk contest there. Because why is it with the cup? I guess it provides a break from you know, having all the, the players WBBR would already be there. Cup and the BBL Cup, but it just—I I don't see it. Um, More of a league-wide event, then, isn't it? Obviously, we don't—we don't really know the logistics of this whole thing. But to me, it makes—you know—it makes a lot more sense to have if you're going to have the All Stars Championship, you know, have the dunk contest there, make it a an All Star thing where where you have. You know that the dunk contest you may you may be throwing a three point contest. Um, in some ways, I like the the sort of fun little events, that, or things they have in the in the All Star Championship. But at the same time, some of it is very very gimmicky in it. Yeah, I'm not I'm not sure how to feel about the All Star Championship. Um, we discussed this before on the podcast, haven't we? We have, but yeah, uh, I think the BBM needs to do a better job of promoting this. If you're going to have a dunk contest, the whole point is publicity, isn't it? It's publicity for the teams, publicity for the players in the dunk contest primarily, mm-hmm. for the uh, league. For the league, and if you're not going to promote it, then what's the point in having it? Because it's, I mean, because it's not really, it's we, not really a skill. Do we bring them up so we can be judges? Do you reckon? Yeah. Why not? And then just give everyone a zero out of protest. <laughs> <laughs> no. Uh, yeah. Well, I, I'm the guy who faints. <laughs> yeah. It's kind of just there, isn't it? The dunk contest. Well, Don't get me wrong. I, well, I like the dunk contest in the we're, NBA we're when watching. you know the competitors. Oh, even that people have been. It's been discussed recently, hasn't it? People are not happy with the way it's gone recently. Yeah, but you know, it's it's you know legions ahead of the BBL where you where think, it's the day we'll, before the event. We'll have we to watch it. Watch we'll watch it live. See how we'll we feel. We are we are doing a podcast on Monday. Don't think that just because this is a Saturday episode, we're not giving you one on Monday. Don't worry about that. We'll be giving we you give all you of our one. thoughts <laughs> from the BBL Cup final as well as games over the weekend. We also have had a couple of games yesterday. Do you want to just go over those quite quickly? Oh, well, oh. we're not going to get through them otherwise, are we? Nope. So we'll, we'll have Why a look not? at them now. Uh, let's have a look. So uh, yesterday it's we had could be a long we had a trophy clash and we'll, we also we'll had buzz through this, we? championship clash in the uh, in the championship. The Rocks beat the Scorchers one hundred two to eighty one behind twenty nine points from Unlucky prior. Scorchers. Ten rebounds from Fraser and five assists. Scorch have been playing well. 
Scorchers have been playing well. Uh, it's just a tough loss. Uh, Demontavious Payne had a, had a big night. He had 27 points in this one. Uh, also added three assists. And then Skylar White added nine rebounds. Yeah, I like the Scorchers. They're a bit of a dark horse team uh, in the cut, in the uh, league. Especially since, I think it's, what is it? Sorry, while you were discussing that, I've just looked up a BBC post. Yeah. BBC Sport post. Oh, no, on, um, I've just seen that. <laughs> on, um, on the uh, cup final. Oh, dear. There's a picture of um, Jordan Williams on the left of the image. That's definitely Jordan Shooting Williams. a hook shot over someone. Not sure. Is that Mike Turner? No, 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 this is... That's um, I'm trying to think who it is. That's, huh? that's Wiltshire. I recognise from his arms. Oh, every sleeve. The half sleeve. <laughs> and uh, so, a, so and what the, have they captured in the picture? Obviously, obviously the Jordan picture Williams is... on the left. You know, you think maybe it's something about Jordan Williams. <laughs> caption is Cortez Edwards. <laughs> left. Left, just in case you on the left. On the, he's the he's the one on the left. That's not true. That's not true. Williams. That's Cortez Edwards. Averages thirteen point four points and seven assists per game. For oh, that's poor. That right. Is, that is quite bad. Yeah. So uh, um, it's a pick. If you want to have a look at that, be, just look at the, the cup final, BBC Sport. Yeah. So BBL cup. So it's a picture of Jordan Williams in which they captioned him <laughs> as Cortez Edwards. That was posted yesterday. Yeah. Is mm. it? There's a good interview applied with uh, Kapoor on the bottom by Matt Newby. It's quite nice. Isn't that Coach Kapoor's? No, sorry, Matt Newby's in the. Oh, he's Man in the, in the, the text video. Right. Um, anyway, sorry. I was anyway. outraged by that. Get back. Back to the game. Yeah, Rocks win this one, 102-81. Again, I think Scorchers have been sort of a dark horse team in the championship um, based on the fact that they had such a poor season last year. Ian Acho was scored for Leicester. Banner, it's a, it's a, it's a BBL podcast. Sorry, just keeping up to we, date. We, we're talking more about football every single week. But um, Scorchers obviously had a poor season last season and I think they haven't really you know done anything to sort of buck that uh, buck the attitude people have towards them so I think uh, they could be a dark horse team um, yep. ought to, I ought to check the standings actually I'll see, see where they are they've been playing well in the standings um, they have been playing well I don't I don't hate them in fact I'm rooting for them don't hate the player don't hate the player hate the game uh, let's have a look uh, look at the table Scorch is actually um, fifth overall they got four in, uh, well they might not be fifth overall so by before this game they were four and three. Now they've obviously dropped to four and four. Yep. Uh, Rocks continue their hot their hot start to the BBL championship. They're now seven and two. So hot on the heel heels of the Lions in first place. Uh, we also had what was the other game we had? It was a BBL trophy clash. I can't remember trophy. the teams. Ugh. It was the. Let me get to it in a second. So we had the Eagles and the Sharks. Eagles uh, sort of scraped this one out. Um, Eighty six to seventy nine behind a big night from my boy. My boy Ramon Fletcher. And also 30 CJ. Points. 30 point, I'm getting to that. Whoa, whoa, 30 whoa, points whoa, and 9 whoa. assists. <laughs> CJ Gattis continues to fill up the stat sheet with 15 rebounds. Um, for the Sharks, they are 24.11 rebounds from Kishore. Good night for him. Wasn't enough. And Sticky. Mackie McKnight added 10 assists. So the um, the Eagles advance onto the semi-finals. Uh, very good win for them. They'll obviously be looking to win, continue to the final. I think I would pick them at this point. Obviously, I'm, as you all know, I'm very fond of the uh, Eagles and the team they've got over there. They're my pick. They've got some really strong pick. pieces. I'd say that I would like to see them win well, either I, the championship or the playoffs. They will. It's what I'm Do saying. You think so? It's what I'm saying. You're promising that. I think I think they will. So the Eagles move on to the semi-final. They will play Cheshire Phoenix in the semi. Mm. So um, I think that's definitely winnable for the Eagles. That'll be a good clash. I'll be I'll be looking forward to watching that one uh, if I do watch it, or you know, actually not watching it but reporting on 
the final score. Oh. Uh, and then in the other in the other side of the bracket, we've got uh, obviously Bristol go through after the row is folded, uh, and Bristol will have have either Worthing or Salent in the semi-finals. So I think we're set up for a final of uh, my prediction would be Bristol versus the Eagles. So you know I would be very happy to see that final. I think that'd be a great final. Obviously, well, you never know. Salent might come through. They could. They could. But um, <laughs> my pick would be the Flyers in that scenario, and you know. Potentially two finals for the Flyers in this season, so um, you know that's a good, good start for them. Um, last week we had players of the week. We'll just run through this quickly because I, I saw it. Teo gets the number one spot for his big performance. Teo, Teo, I think he like scored like 30, 30, 30, thirty-four, didn't he? Yeah. yeah. Uh, CJ Gettys, uh, Drew Lasker, Skylar White, and Obi Soko round out the top five. I think that's everything. Um, We'll be at the BBL Cup final tomorrow. Uh, Quick quiz: If there was an all-star game in the BBL, who would your picks be? Who would in the in the in the BBL? Are we asking the the viewers, the, the listeners? Right. Well, uh, tell us. Send send it. Tell us however you want to. Um, maybe comment on Instagram. Send us a DM. Uh, you know our DMs are always open. Always open. Um, but, but if you comment on the page, it helps. Uh, it helps. Start the, some it helps our exposure. You know you can. You know, uh, discuss with anyone else. Have a discuss discussion with us, with anyone else. Um, so yeah, go do that. Follow us at on Instagram at BBL Nation Podcast. Follow us on Twitter at BBL Nation One, and we'll see you next time.